Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. <laughs> hey, good afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, Dalton Stanford in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson in the First Bank Studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us today. We've got a good show. It's Thursday. We always talk to our buddy Patrick McGee. He'll be on uh, the show a little later. Uh, we're about to talk to a young lady who's making quite a splash at Southern Miss. But before we do that, I want to remind you about the first segment sponsor of our show every day. It's Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of USM Athletics. You can enjoy their fall-off-the-bone ribs, smoked brisket, and other great meats. They smoke them every day in-house. Dickie's caters every event, small and large. So the next time you have something planned, let Dickie's do the cooking. You can visit the home team next to Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. Dickie's smoked here and loved everywhere. All right, so welcome to the show. Glad you're with us uh, this afternoon. Uh, we've got some things to tell you about. Uh, we're going back on the road next Friday. We'll be talking a little bit about that uh, later in the show. And uh, and all these new podcasts that uh, are, are all the rage, we're on all of them now, Kelly. I, I, I find it interesting that you use the term that this softball player made a splash, considering the weather going on. Good well, heavens. Oh, Lord, that's no kidding. That's no kidding. <laughs> I well, don't know that anybody's going to get anything in this weekend. Right. You know? Well, our first guest is the uh, new starting shortstop for Southern Miss softball. She's a transfer from the University of Georgia. She is from Mobile, Alabama. She was just named to the uh, Getterman Classic All-Tournament team for her outstanding performance out in Waco, Texas. The Baylor Bears uh, hosted that, and uh, she had uh, she had quite a run. She led the uh, Lady Eagles in the tournament with a home run, four RBIs, and a 692 slugging percentage. She currently leads Southern Miss softball with 10 RBIs and a 15 uh, I'm sorry, 5.15 on base percentage. She was a two-year starter at the University of Georgia, but now she's seen the light, and she's a starter at the University of Southern Mississippi. Lacey Summerlin, welcome to the show, Lacey. Hey, how are y'all? Well, we're good. We heard about you uh, back before softball ever started. Your coach was uh, bragging to us one day about uh, you being on, and I, and I guess now we know why. Uh, you're, you're off to quite a start, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, tell us about uh, tell us about your experience so far at Southern Miss, the, the tournament that uh, you guys just played in, and, and how you're liking things here. I love it. I've, I've had such a great experience here. We have a team who, you know, really, I would say we're more like a family. Um, we get after it every every day, starting at 6 a.m., and we, you know, we have each other's backs day in and day out on and off the field, and I think that helps us play together as a team. All right, here's an obvious question. Do you see early on uh, any difference in, in the competitive uh, game that you're playing uh, at Georgia than, than where you came from and who you guys have been playing so far? I mean, I think that there's – everything just becomes a name on the jersey. Uh, 
I don't ever like to give my opponent too much prestige before I go into a game. You know, I try to see us as, you know, they're another they're another team regardless of what the name of all right. Well, let me read this. During your time at Baker High School in Mobile, Alabama, you were named Alabama's Gatorade Player of the Year, Mobile County's Player of the Year, and Miss Softball for the state of Alabama. Other than that, you didn't accomplish much in high school, did you? Uh, <laughs> joke, Lacey, joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know that you hope that uh, at some point Georgia will, Georgia's program will, will maybe one day elevate itself to where Southern Miss is because that's obviously why she <laughs> she came to you know play for, for the Lady Eagles. You, but, can, you right. concur with that, right, Lacey? Right. Okay. <laughs> now, you talked a little bit about how you have each other's backs and so on, and that leads me to the question about chemistry, which as sports – as I'm around sports more and more often, I think that is the biggest piece of the puzzle that is underestimated when it comes to team exactly. chemistry. Fill in some blanks there for us, Lacey, about team chemistry. I think that, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you, if you don't really understand your teammates and the players you have on your team, um, you can only go so far. I think that chemistry helps, like, especially in the game of softball, at short, you know, if you have a second baseman that knows how, how you like the ball to be thrown to you to turn a double play or as a pitcher if you have real true chemistry with your catcher it just goes so much further than talent I mean it takes talent and it takes hard work but it also takes chemistry to like really you know expand that bond but if 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 we could use the term selflessness interchangeable with chemistry that's a big part of it isn't it selfless players rather keeping the team in focus rather than individual accomplishments Exactly. Um, there's times where, I mean, you have to be, to play college sports, especially softball, you have to be selfless. Um, you know, you can't, you can't do everything. It's a, it takes nine people to win a softball game. And if, if you think you're going to do it all by yourself, then it's certainly not going to happen. And to be selfless, you got to be willing to do the things maybe you don't want to do, but you know needs to be done for your team. Well, the, the league that you came from, the fledgling um you know, SEC, um, there would be those, in fairness, that would say, Lacey, what are you doing going from an SEC school to a, a league that maybe is not as prestigious? Whatever you're comfortable sharing, tell us about the decision to come to Southern Miss and, and how that maybe, you know, came about. You know, I just, I really just needed to make a change in my life. And um, I know that God had a plan for me and he brought me to Southern Miss and I've been super happy to be here since then. And that's really all I have to say about that, and I'm just super glad to be here. Hey, we got a quote from Forrest, the Forrest Gump. That's all I have there to say in. about that. And and what we've said all along, Bob, the people in Athens, Athens Georgia, godless. <laughs> no, we're all kidding. Right. We're, we're kidding. kidding yeah. All right, Luke, I want you to meet uh, Lacey Summerlin. Lacey, uh, thanks for being on the Eagle Hour today. We're uh, really excited when we, we saw uh, the fact that you were coming to Hattiesburg to talk to Coach uh, Wendy uh, about uh, what you bring to the table. How has she been a- as a head coach and helped you in the transition uh, with schools? I think she's she's super personable. Like She cares about us as a player. I mean, as a person before she cares about us as a player. And I think that goes a long way because people forget that we're – you know, Lacey the person before we're Lacey the softball player. And I think that goes a long way and it takes stress off your shoulders knowing that we're we're more than just um, a number to her. You know, she really cares about us and 
our life outside of softball, which makes our softball life easier. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of things you ladies do in your softball life. I've been watching these uh, post-game interviews Pap's been doing with different people. Talk mm-hmm. about Samantha Pap and how much a leader she is and how much she means to this softball team this year. Oh, Pap's such a leader. You know, she's been here She's been here all four years. So she really she really knows the ropes here, and she, um, she helps us, you know, do things that um, as far as keep us in line, you know, when – Things need to be said that a coach shouldn't necessarily have to say, like small things, you know, but things that need to be said to hold our, help hold us accountable. Right, right. You, uh, you help our listeners understand because uh, a lot of people understand the grind of baseball. How do you get through the grind of softball because you ladies play, uh, if, if not as many, uh, maybe a few more games than, than baseball? What's the grind like and how do you get through it? I mean, you get through it by, like I said earlier, just being selfless. Like, you might be tired, but you have to do that for your team. Baseball, they they play nine innings, not bragging baseball. I like baseball. But um, they're very slow innings, and then they are only going to play one game a day. We we play sometimes two, three games a day. And, I mean, it gets tiring, but that's why we get up at 6 o'clock in the morning during the week, and we work out, and we get in shape to do those things. So, not well, Lacey, before we let you go, how, how good do you think this Lady Eagle softball team can be this year with, with the new faces that are on it? I mean, we're as good as we want to be. I think that we have the potential to be standing anywhere in, in the postseason that we want to be. Um, we, have the, we have the work ethic. We have the athletic ability. It just comes down to us making the plays and all that kind of stuff. And I think that Every day we're going to get better, and we're going to surprise some people coming coming into the year. All right, so no regrets about coming. You sound like uh, you sound like to me you're a happy young lady to be here. I am happy, and I have zero regrets. All right. Well, listen, we appreciate you uh, very much being on the show. Congratulations on that great performance out in Waco, and we'll be following you, young ladies, and uh, I hope you have a great season. All right, thank you so much, Lacey Summerlin. Everybody transfer from the University of Georgia. You know, it's it's you hear stories like this all the all the time, Bob, about students transferring, and you always mm-hmm. wonder how does that happen? How do, are the relationships like Wendy Hogue? How how would she know about mm-hmm. you know this shortstop at Georgia that might be wanting to make a change? Or it's just interesting how she's obviously a believer and a person of faith, and she, this is exactly where God needs to be for whatever reason. There you go. Patrick McGee's got to be joining us uh, on the show as well. I've gotten a couple texts this morning wanting to know about baseball up in Starkville this weekend. I'll have the latest information uh, that was given to me by the school. Uh, nothing concrete, but we'll update the uh, status of Mississippi State and Southern Miss and talk about some other things when we come back. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, thanks to Lacey Summerlin for joining us in the first segment. This next segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Campus Bookmart with a big selection of Southern Miss apparel uh, in the state. Hang on to that, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Clothing, household items, car accessories, tailgate supplies. You can visit them today on Hardy Street across the street from USM. Or you can shop online at CampusBookmart.net. Alexis Hurley is a former softball player for the Lady Eagles, scheduled to be on the show today. Talk to her right before the show. Uh, last minute something comes up, Alexis will be on the radio show tomorrow. And we look forward to talking to that young lady who is from Corona, California. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, Corona. I want to take you to. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, so much for that. A quick reminder, uh, the Eagle Hour is now available, uh, the podcast version of the show, on uh, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And they say that's good. That's, that's what they say, Kelly. Do you have any idea what you just said? doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> I just read what they put in front of me, Kelly. All of this. All of this. I'm just a soldier. Social media In stuff. the army of media. It's, that's what I am. Army. It's yeah, amazing. There we go. All right. Uh, several texts uh, sent to me asking about baseball. As of right now, according to Jack Duggan, no changes have been made in the schedule in Starkville. Uh, the two teams, Mississippi State and Southern Miss, of course, are scheduled to play at 4 o'clock Friday, 2 o'clock. All right, just, let me make sure I'm right about this. 4 o'clock Friday, 2 o'clock Saturday, 1 p.m. Sunday. But the weather forecast is uh, is not good. Here are a couple of facts that I found pretty interesting. Uh, the two teams have met six times over the last two seasons. The Golden Eagles have won four out of the six. This will be the first time in ten years that Southern Miss baseball has traveled to Starkville uh, to play in uh, Duty Noble Field. And uh, the new coach, Kelly, what's his name? Chris Limonis. Disappointing to me. I uh, I read a piece last night uh, when Coach Barry was asked about the series, and he talked about how good uh, he thought it was for the state. I think a lot of people feel that way. Apparently the new MSU baseball coach has already uh, let it be known he has – little or no interest in continuing it so uh well and then again it goes to the question what, what do we have to gain by it well what you have to gain by it is by beating a southern miss which they haven't done as you just mentioned uh southern miss has has owned that series pretty much uh recently um your rpi goes up right. you know th- those are called right. quality wins right okay right. so there's a lot of pluses to, to holding that series but but you know as well as i do that a lot of that just has to just has to be pride you know, right. not thinking that, uh, you know, it's not an SEC school. It's, right. you know, so on right. and so forth. They can't argue that it's not a quality school no. and a quality program. No, no. Your thoughts about that, Luke? It's not like football. I guess you can see where, where a Mississippi State uh, playing in the money conference of the SEC would say, we really don't have anything to gain by playing a conference USA football team. But baseball is a whole different animal. And here Southern Miss is, is ranked in virtually every poll in the top 20. How do you not how do you not benefit from continuing that series? Well, two things you got to salute. First off, you got to salute Mississippi State for actually playing Southern Miss in football, unlike Ole Miss. And for the last thirty what seven years and counting, right. the Rebels refused to play us in football. Baseball, um, I can I don't think there was a where they wouldn't play us. They just want to get away from a three uh, game series on Correct. the weekend. That, and that's and what I meant. Like, yeah, that's uh, what I meant to say. Yes, yes, that's right. 
Yeah, because Ole Miss, and one of the things you credit Coach uh, Bianca up there, he has played us year in and year out. So Ole Miss's philosophy in in baseball uh, has not been what it is in football. So I think what Lamonis is probably saying is just get away from a three-game series. I like a three-game series better just because, I mean, you get to interact so much over a three-day stretch. Um, They probably will try to work it where they go to Trustmark 1 and then do a home-and-home every other year like they do with Ole Miss, but you know, it, when you look at those two state schools, state has been more apt to play us um, in game, in game, and in, in all sports rather than than Ole Miss. I think it should be mandated that they play. I think uh, you, it, it's best for everyone. But I agree with Kelly's point. Um, it, it's certainly not an RPI deal. It's certainly not a quality game deal because Southern Miss would actually help you versus playing uh, Wright State or Youngtown State or whoever else you know that, that they're going to open up with. I just think it's a, it's a pride issue because what happens is sooner or later when those wins start stacking up, guess what? Scott Barry's got that argument with, with uh, kids in the state of Mississippi. Hey, we've beat them so many times. Why don't you come to Hattiesburg and play? Say that about Ole Miss, and you're, and you're exactly right about that. And if you look over – I think Ole Miss did really well last year against USM. But if you look past that, USM dominated Ole Miss for the past several years in baseball. And there's been no talk, no talk by Bianco of, of ending that series. And, and if you rewind this tape – and I'm talking rewind it, going back to, you know, eight-track tape days, all right, practically. You know what that is, by the way, Dawson, an eight-track tape? Oh, yeah, tape? a little oh, okay. blue cartridge you stick in there. He's, he's read about it on, uh, on Spotify. <laughs> I've seen him, but... <laughs> Stitcher. He's yeah. more of a Stitcher. Stitcher. iCloud, whatever. Um, if, if there's anybody that should really get credit about the longevity, in my opinion, of the state Ole Miss and Southern Miss baseball series, is Hill Denson. Right. Hill Denson was a salesman. He was a diplomat, and he, he really knew how to be able to, you know, the President of the United States talks about the art of the deal. Mm-hmm. Hill Denson knows all about that. And mm-hmm. I, I really give him a lot of credit for that series con, you know, beginning to begin with, the three of them playing, mm-hmm. and then for it to continue, you know, it, it's certainly been successful for all the schools. Yeah, and you know, Luke, there'll be a huge – I know there's a lot of excitement on the fan base because I've been hearing from my Mississippi State friends since last weekend, and not in a derogatory sense. I mean, they're excited about Southern Miss coming up there to play baseball. Uh, it was electric here last year when Mississippi State uh, opened the series. The, the Purdue series was great, but look, let's be honest, not the same electricity in the air as when Mississippi State was here. I don't know, Luke. It's just kind of the same old story, you know, different verse, same old story. The reluctance of the Mississippi SEC schools to uh, to do what I think 90% of the fan base statewide wants to see them do. Yeah, again, I'm not taking up for Ole Miss, but when you look at how long Coach Bianco's been there, he's been there since 2000, okay? So this is a guy that understands the dynamics of Mississippi baseball. And if you've ever heard him speak about Southern Miss, he has nothing but positive things to say about us. Time in and time out. And I salute that man for saying that. He recognizes that Southern Miss baseball is a national power. And what I've heard him say in the past is, we can only get better by playing quality teams. And he recognizes that. The reason that just the kind of the uncertainty in Starkville, when you look at, you know, I think take Jake Mangum for an example. You 
know, he's a senior center fielder for Mississippi State. He's had like four head coaches in four years. Mm-hmm. And so the reason for that is there, there's not a relationship between the coaches at Southern Miss like, like Barry and Bianca had, like, 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 Palmer and and those guys had. Hill Denson, of course, like you said, created those relationships and made that. But some of the uncertainty you're getting out of Starkville, it's just because they haven't been in the series personally that long. And let's give credit where it's due, and you're exactly right about the Ole Miss coach. And I'm going to say the same thing about the Ole Miss play-by-play guys that do baseball. Nothing but respect when they play USM. The respect is mutual amongst the coaching staff, amongst the play-by-play people, and I'm sure – uh, amongst the players as well. But both of you bring up good points. And as far as mandating the series, in order for that to happen, it would have to go through the legislature. The, and the fans would love to see that. The reason it will never happen is because by large percentage, right. the legislators in Jackson are all graduates of, right. of Ole Miss. Right. right. You know, so right. Same and, reason there'll never be term limits in Congress. Exactly. Right, right. So, And the Ole Miss guys, even though Coach Bianco has been so glowing about the Southern Miss program, it'll never be mandated because the Ole Miss fan base is never going to allow that to happen. And the right. legislators uh, who, right. are, who are pro-Ole Miss won't let it happen either. All right. One week from tomorrow, the Eagle Hour will broadcast from 4th Street Bar and Grill. Needless to say, it's on 4th Street. I want to welcome them to the Eagle Hour family, a new sponsor, a great place to go eat, great lunches and dinners, a lot of good uh, social activity. Uh, it's a USM-oriented uh, facility. So uh, we really look forward to uh, being at 4th Street Bar and Grill next Friday, and uh, we welcome them as a new sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Either, either on Tuesday or Thursday nights, too, they have really killer games of uh, trivia. And really? us middle-aged people, I mean, uh, they're questions that us middle- middle-aged that we would know. Are you, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm stretching it, calling okay. us middle-aged. Yeah, boy. <laughs> but I'm saying I don't know anything about the music of Smashing Pumpkins or Blink-182, you know, but those... <laughs> oh, you got you got Blink-182 on your playlist. I know you do. <laughs> on his Spotify. Hey, I, I, I'm kind of I'm scared to bring this up, but next Friday is the day before my birthday, so oh, um, Bob, yeah. there this you go. You're fun. always hitting me it's about stuff. This will so, be fun. Thanks for my lunch ahead of time. What are you going to be, 22, 23? 20, 24. 36. <laughs> That's how old I will be. Wow. Luke, my girlfriend is 24. Yeah. I know you're not about to turn. 36. Hmm. Well, Luke, so you'll be with us next Friday, right? Yes, I will be okay, there. We'll have, an early, we'll have an early birthday party. Of course, at 36, that? he might be looking for rooms at the Claiborne. Or the, you <laughs> he know. could be, yeah. <laughs> and I can hook you up there, by the way. I, I have some personal connections there. So, Eagle Hour, next Friday, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Welcome to the family. Really glad to have you as one of our new sponsors. Just got a text. Patrick McGee is loaded and ready to go. So, the professor is next on the Eagle Hour. What do you mean by loaded? Uh, like gun, gun load. Oh, okay, ammunition. okay, good. That's a good thing. Cut his mic. <laughs>
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Well, we have way too much fun in the old studio here, don't we, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) When it's raining outside, you you know, got to do something. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. This is what, segment three, right, Bob? Yeah, jump in here, Luke. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on down there. I am by myself in the First Bank Studio, Big beautiful land. downtown Laurel. Third segment of the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, located all across the state of Mississippi. Stop by your local Raising Cane's and get some of that lovely chicken. Raising Cane's, one love. Well, it is Thursday, and uh, with a full studio, we go down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast, where Patrick McGee of the Bluxy Sun Herald joins us. Professor, what's up? Oh, nothing. Just another busy day in the office. How are y'all? We are trying to stay dry. Um, I don't know which direction we want to cover first, but uh, before we get into Mississippi State, Southern Miss, can you briefly, because we we talked a little bit this week, bring us just uh, your insight on Buster Faulkner, the new offensive coordinator. Uh, Finally, Southern Miss has an OC. Yeah, uh, you know, he had some play calling experience in Middle Tennessee, and they had some success there. He was at Arkansas State the last three seasons, uh, working under uh, Blake Anderson, the head coach. Of course, everybody is familiar from his time as offense coordinator at Southern Miss. Uh, you know, Anderson handled, handled play calling duties, but I think what Southern Miss fans can can hope for uh, with Faulkner is that he maybe brings in some run schemes and stuff like that. Because Southern Miss always had a lot of success running the ball whenever Anderson running the show at Southern Miss. And, and really, Arkansas State's been a pretty strong running team. So uh, maybe that combination of new uh, offensive line coaches, Stan Check and uh, Faulkner, the new offensive coordinator, maybe we'll see a little bit more uh, production in that area. So I, I think that's uh, one area that, you know, I, there's some you know grumbling. That, you know, a lot of people are still going to uh, wish that Art Riles was uh, the guy at that position. But I think Faulkner, in terms of the run scheme, maybe he can pr- provide a significant upgrade in that area. When uh, when we think about uh, the these offensive minds that are coming in, Patrick, I mean, it is exciting to think about with Scotty Walden, uh, with the O-line coach coming over who had such a dynamic run uh, offense at Alcorn State, and then you put Buster Faulkner in the mix. Jay Hobson's positioned this offense for, for success in 2019. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it all comes down to that offensive line. If they get that thing figured out, uh, you've got enough talent coming back there. Uh, enough uh, starting experience, you know. Clopton, a freshman center, is going to be, I would expect, to be much better as a sophomore. So, uh, I think there's the expectation that they can make uh, significant progress as long as the offensive line kind of comes together. And another little bit of a question mark is if uh, Quez Watkins, uh, their top receiver from a year ago, if he can uh, get get his grades right before the 2019 season. So, there's some things to look on uh, going into the spring and into the summer uh, to see if they can pull this all together and and get, get everybody on the field for the season opener. Hey, Patrick, let's switch gears a bit to talk a little baseball. Uh, your observation of this weekend, uh, let's start with pitching. I, I thought Friday mm-hmm. night pitching, starting pitching looked okay. I thought uh, Saturdays looked pretty good. And uh, Sunday still a big question mark. Yeah, it, it, but I think one, uh, looking back at Sunday, I think one bright note has to be Alex Nelm and how he threw three scoreless innings and really got Southern Miss back in that ball game by uh, shutting down Purdue for three innings. So I, I think, may, you know, there's still TBA uh, going into the Sunday starter, but, I mean, at this point it's kind of hard not to uh, give Alex Nelms a, a shot as your starter. I'm not saying they give it to him, but uh, when you look at your options as far as the guy that's on schedule, 
uh, with to have full rest and everything ready to go on Sunday. I think Nelms makes some sense. I think there was a lot of talk that he had really kind of turned things around after a really uh, uh, <laughs> a rough sophomore season. That was a lot of you know a lot of uh, just unlucky moments for him and just missed some pitches. Uh, but now it seems like he's got everything back uh, ready to go this year. So I, I think I think there's a good chance Alex Nelms will be that third starter this weekend. And I, and I think you've been kind of high on that kid, haven't you, Patrick? You think there's there's a lot of uh, a good possibility from him. Yeah, I mean, if you look at him, he's he's kind of what you want, you know. Uh, he's you know he's six two, six three, a big kid, big strong kid. He's got that strong base. Uh, he's always had pretty good stuff. He's not going to blow you away, but he can throw high eighties uh, and, and and throw strikes. Last year, just kind of had a setback. I think they tried to work his uh, uh, work with his motion a little bit last year, and it just didn't work out for him. Just ne- never got on track at all last year. I think, uh, obviously, just from what we saw last week, I think he's got a chance to maybe be that third or fourth starter for Southern Miss this season. Continuing our discussion with Patrick McGee of the Biloxi Sun-Herald. Patrick, I want to talk a little bit about hoops. And, man, yeah. this this pod play now for Southern Miss, the only the, the biggest regret I have about it is that you, you took a team who was had a full head of steam. This Southern Miss team is to be reckoned with now. I'm telling you, I just hope that this layoff, this longer layoff than usual, mm-hmm. doesn't bring them back down to earth and let everybody else, give everybody else in the league a chance to regroup. Right. I, I think this, uh, you know, I think, it, you know, there's always that potential the the long layoff can kind of, you know, I think what we look back to that Louisiana Tech game on a Saturday where they had a, a full week between games and Southern Miss was just a little bit off whenever they took the court. So you have to hope they don't ever re- repeat performance of that. But Southern Miss is playing so darn well uh, right now. I mean, to be, you know, UTEP is not very good, but anytime you beat another conference team, beating another conference team 54 to 12, at halftime, I mean that's just insane. I mean, I, it's, I, you know, there's, there's been a couple of games this year where you just haven't seen that in the past. Uh, you see it in, you know, ten to fifteen minute spurts where Southern Miss can, has really run over a team, but for a complete half or complete game to just completely dominate, uh, there really haven't been uh, many other teams in the conference that have done that this season. Now, I think Old Dominion rightfully is considered the best team in the conference at the moment, but. Uh, in terms of a team that whenever everything's kind of going on all cylinders and really playing their best basketball, uh, I'm not sh- so sure that, you know, Southern Miss at its best uh, can be beaten uh, by, you know, any other team in the conference. I think Old Dominion at its best maybe is better than Southern Miss, but uh, if Southern Miss is playing really well, they can really beat anybody. There's no doubt about that. And, and the, when you take into account, and people will say, oh, yeah, UTEP, they, they weren't very strong. Fair enough. But Marshall is pretty good, yeah. and Marshall right. got steamrolled when they came in here. I'm right. not even sure they know what hit them. Is there any? What do you make of this, Patrick? Because when you look at ta- the talent on paper, people would say oh, they're, they're Southern Miss. They're okay. They're above yeah. average. No, they're more. They're better than above average. I mean, what what gives here? Well, I mean, it's sometimes teams like this. It's it's where everybody knows what their role is, and every you know this is a team that shoots the ball pretty well. And when everybody's shooting. Uh, you know, we've seen what they can do it to teams like Troy and, and SMU early in the season. I thought they were playing really well in those first couple of games. I mean, it's it's just one of those teams where they move the ball well, they play defense, they probably play the best defense in the conference, and that leads to some of these big runs. And just the way everybody fits in, it's probably the most veteran group in the conference with guys like Cortez Edwards and, and, and Tyree Griffin on the court. And, uh, if, you know, Leonard Harper-Baker is, is, you know, I thought he was pretty good to start the season, but he's only gotten better. Uh, better and better as, as as he's gone along. He's much better around the basket than I saw early in the season. He was just kind of facing up the basket and shooting jumpers, but now he's got some nifty little moves mm. in the post. So 
I think everybody's just gotten that much better, and everybody's just realized the roles on this team. And, and with Davy Estrain, if he's shooting, yeah, he's, that's he what I was going to say. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he loves shooting in Reed Green Coliseum. I mean, he, I think he's hitting like seventy percent of his shots at home. I have to go back and do the math, but he's been really good in Hattiesburg. So. Uh, Southern Miss on its home court has been really, really tough here lately. And you guys, we're still early in the 2019 calendar, but if this Southern Miss, and this is wishful thinking, of course, but if this Southern Miss team wins the Conference USA tournament and goes to the NCAA tournament, right? I, I, it's the, remarkable. The biggest sports story of the last two right. years anyway, I think. Uh, that's right, Patrick. And I hear you. I just hear you say, this team can beat anybody in Conference USA. And I think back to what Doc Sadler walked into and right. what he's done. And I, I'm just very impressed. And, Patrick, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that in light of everything that's happening, I'm seeing Southern Miss people on social media, more than one, complaining about what the man is wearing when he's coaching yeah. a basketball game. Well, you know, I mean, if, if when you get on a win streak, you kind of stick in, and you know, if it's working, it's working. And so far, that's worked for Doc Sadler, and and I think everybody, you know, maybe uh, it's one of those things. Maybe everybody should show up in sweats and long sleeve uh, mm-hmm. tee or something like that, and just kind of join in on it, kind of rally around it. Uh, at this point, I mean, if you if you're not satisfied with Doc Sadler, you're never going to be happy. Amen. Uh, so so I don't know what to tell these people. They're just they like to be you know like to be coddled and and told they're great you know i mean i it's not doc sadler's job to go around and hug you and, and tell you he loves you you got to show up and support your basketball program i don't want him hugging me and telling me he loves me <laughs> and i like him a lot and however there's plenty of room on the bandwagon it's not too late no, to jump on. It's just, you know? I, I think kelly's right i think it's the story of the year the way he's got these mm-hmm. kids playing and if they can finish like they're playing right now it will just be remarkable and look look back in november remember they lost to william carey Right, and right. everybody right. thought yeah. this this thing was over with. Right. At the same time, though, they were destroying the uh, Pac-12. I mean, the uh, Big Twelve leader right now, Kansas State, who's beat Kansas this year. So this is a team yeah. when they're not very good, they bottom out, and when they are shooting the ball, they are really unstoppable. And so it's going to be fun to watch the, the it go down and, and see what they can do. How you like what you what's coming up Saturday, Patrick? Uh, well, I, I expect Southern Miss to oh, – we headed to break. We can uh, touch on yeah. it afterwards if uh, we want. Hang on, Patrick. We were late getting to you, so just hang on. We'll continue our conversation with our buddy Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald on the Eagle Hour right on the other side of this commercial break. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
The fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi, and online, cartersjewelry.com. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and Instagram or go in to their store in Petal. See Shay Carter and her friendly staff. Carter's Jewelry, proud sponsor of the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour on a rainy, rainy, rainy Thursday afternoon. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. We continue on uh, the phone with Patrick McGee at the Biloxi Sun-Herald. So, Patrick, uh, UAB this weekend, uh, your thoughts going into a basketball game? Well, obviously, Southern Miss has already beaten UAB in Hattiesburg once this season. And I think, you know, that I think that game was kind of one that you look back to was maybe a bit of a turning point for the team. And, and uh, Southern, you know, I, I think Southern Miss is a better team than they were last last time these two teams faced. But also, UAB is coming off a pretty impressive win over Western Kentucky. Uh, so, I, you know, this will be a competitive game as it always is with UAB. But I would like to, uh, like to think that Southern Miss is going to win this one, especially – and we go back to Ladavia's strain and just the way he shot the basketball. He he didn't make a single three pointer on the team's trip to uh, Florida where they played FAU and FIU. But whenever they got him back to Hattiesburg, everything's falling. Uh, you know, he hit seven three pointers last week on Saturday. So as long as he got you know consistent outside shot, uh, this Southern Miss team is pretty much uh, nearly impossible to beat if they're you know if they're going out there making nearly forty. Uh, to 50% of their three-pointers. Southern Miss is really hard to beat, and I think they do handle UAB on Saturday. And I, I actually got to talk to the, the head basketball coach of UAB who was at Pearl River Community mm-hmm. College a week or so ago. He was recruiting – Pearl River's got so much talent down there, it's, stup- it's stupid. But he was recruiting a couple of Pearl River players. And he said to me, he goes, man, the, when we played Southern Miss before, he said there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. He said, what, what was up? I said, well, number one, the, the, the kids were not back in school. All right, because they played like in mid-January, and I don't even think they went back to like the 24th, something like that. Um, and Southern West wasn't, wasn't playing especially, you know, well, good. At the, yeah, so I, I think to underscore and put an exclamation point behind what Patrick just said, this thing's going to be a comp- – the, the dynamics of this game coming up Saturday, completely different. And they're probably baseball, softball, your kids travel. Baseball and softball is going to get rained out. Probably there's, there's no reason – and I hate to sound like too much of a rah-rah guy, but there's no reason not to be mm-hmm. at Reed Green, you know, to yeah. support him this weekend. We talk a lot about uh, a lot about baseball on this show because we love the sport. But right now, right now, the story is Southern Miss basketball. Oh it's man, it's the basketball team. And Patrick, have you ever seen a team beat another one down the way they did Saturday in the first half of that game against UTEP? I guess, you know, I wasn't there for the Marshall game, but I guess I could have <laughs> uh, compared the two games. Uh, but, you know, just going back and watching that Marshall game, Southern Miss just played so well uh, against them. But UTEP, uh, it was – no, I mean, it was 54-12, to 12, and I had never seen that before. No. no. Uh, in a half. I, I just – it was it was amazing how it was going down. And, and, and UTEP has struggled this year, but, you know, they've won some conference games. They – They've got guys that out on that bench that Doc Sadler would love to have on his bench as far as like 16 guys in the post and, and stuff like that. So uh, for them to really handle UTEP that way, that was exceptional. I, I I can't compare it to any other half of basketball I've seen playing by South Miss before. And it just doesn't happen very often. I think it was, uh, it was the fewest points allowed in a half in uh, Conference USA. It tied the record 
uh, for a Conference USA team to hold a team to just 12 points in one crazy. half. So, it was crazy. Uh, that's, that's pretty stunning. Patrick, in our waning moments with you today here on the Eagle Hour, is, is there an update on the athletic director search? We really haven't heard anything um, one way or the right. other as far as that goes. No, it's something I'm going. We're going to always have to focus in on here pretty soon because I think we're entering a, a time period where uh, Rodney Bennett folks are really going to start looking at that closely. Uh, but I think there's been a lot of distractions, obviously, uh, over the last uh, three to four weeks, to where it's probably been a little bit hard to just kind of move on to that. Uh, but I would expect to think uh, to see stuff kind of pick up in that area. That's something I definitely want to uh, look into here in the next few days. All right, Patrick. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate you as always. Sure thing. Patrick McGee, everybody. Biloxi Sun-Herald. Reminder, Eagle Hour podcast now available on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and Kelly's favorite platform, Stitcher. Again, I have no – that's all hoots and clicks to me, what you just said. (laughs) Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. iTunes, that's like Wiley, Coyote, and – I don't think it has anything and to do with Wally Coyote. Not Bugs Bunny and Bugs Bunny. Uh, Isn't that let, let the young guy here tell us. Well, that Looney Dalton, Tunes? These are platforms. You yes, can uh, hear the Eagle Hour anytime you want to. iTunes right? is Apple's platform. Obviously, you can go on the podcast app and listen to it there. You can even download them to listen to your favorite ones. Spotify is you know streaming on demand. You can download it there too. Um, Good deal. So you can hear us Looney Tunes on iTunes. That's correct. Yes. Okay. And don't forget, next Friday we will be celebrating Luke Johnson's birthday at Fourth Street Bar and Grill, a live edition of the Eagle Hour. Everybody is invited to come by and bring Luke presents and sing Happy Birthday and Wow and, and just you know Wow. You know, spend some time. Are you going to join in that? Are you are you absolutely. going to uh, absolutely? To, oh, okay, absolutely. Straight downhill at thirty six. And Kelly is coming in his birthday suit just on your behalf, Luke. So we're really uh, we're really excited. Probably about won't show time. up. I'm gonna probably probably won't be there, guys. You can probably have to right now for that. I was going to say the legislature needs to intervene right Ooh. now. <laughs> that wraps it up for this day. We'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Hopefully, uh, it won't be raining quite as hard, and hopefully, we'll see some baseball this weekend. Back to Mart 1. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.